and welcome to Let's Talk It All. I'm Anvil. And I'm Jeff. No, I'm not Jeff. I'm just Anvil. Jeff's out sick. He's got this flu that's going around. <clears throat> I had it a few weeks ago, and he seems to have it with his family. And uh, it's pretty nasty. It uh, takes you right out. Takes you right out the knees and puts you down for the count. So I'll be doing the show tonight uh, myself. And it's fun because I got the two-hour show to do because we're doing two hours now. And we'll have a few breaks in here, and we'll do some music halfway through. And uh, we'll do a shot at some point. And uh, we'll have some fun with this. <clears throat> so as this show is coming <clears throat> on, we are entering the President's Day weekend coming up. And that's the weekend in February where the Monday following we celebrate George Washington and President Lincoln's birthdays together. Even though they're not happening together, they celebrate them at the same time to take a federal holiday out of the whole deal. And uh, we're not just going to talk about George and Abe, but we're going to talk about all the presidents. We're going to go through the 40, 43 other presidents and talk about their names and when they were president and a couple couple facts, maybe interesting, maybe not so interesting. But we're going to talk about the presidents and make this a little more of an educational show than just a uh, two-hour Jeff and I giving you our, our uh, unbiased opinions on things. So... Our first president of the United States was George Washington, and he was born on February 22nd in 1732 in Virginia, uh, married Martha Washington, and his first vice president was John Adams, and uh, John Adams would be his vice president through both of his terms. Um, prior to being president, George Washington was the president of the Constitutional Con Convention, also he was a lieutenant general and a commander-in-chief of the new United States Army. Uh, he also led in uh, the, the revolutionary forces uh, to win our freedom in 1776 in those years. Washington uh, did his own bookkeeping as president, and uh, his ledgers are still able to be viewed today. And he tracked uh, all the expenses and profits and losses of the government in those first uh, first first years. Uh, five states were added to the Union during Washington's presidency. North Carolina, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Kentucky, along with Tennessee. Uh, when he was president, there was 13 stars on the flag. And George Washington was never in the White House. He was actually inaugurated in two cities. One was New York and one was Philadelphia. And like I say, he never stayed in the White House. He was only president, never to live in the White House. And George Washington was elected unanimously by Electoral College. Um, I think that may have had to do something with the fact that he went unopposed when he ran. Um, but he did, nevertheless, you know, win unanimously in Electoral College. So that was our first president. President number two. I'll give you a minute to think about it. Who do you think president number two was? Do you know? If you guess John Adams, you are 100% correct. John Adams was born in October of 1735 in Massachusetts. Adams was the second president of the United States, and he won an election over Thomas Jefferson, who would later become his vice president. Adams was also commissioner to the France, minister to Great Britain, and served as vice president to George Washington, 
during his two terms. <clears throat> John Adams, oddly enough, died July 4th, 1826, at an age of 90. Died on July 4th. Isn't that kind of ironic? Uh, oddly enough, so did Thomas Jefferson. They both died on the same day. While Adams served as president, the Navy and the Marine Corps and the Library of Congress were created. Uh, Adams served as a lawyer defending British soldiers. And this was where he first gets a little notoriety. He was a lawyer. He s believed in the system. And he represented the British soldiers that were responsible for five colonists being slaughtered in what was to become known as the Boston Massacre. Uh, I would say it didn't win him any popularity contests, but it did show him as a man of integrity and honor. Um, in 1783, Adams was sent to France to help create the Treaty of Paris, uh, along with Ben Franklin and John Jay, uh, which would help end the American Revolution uh, in our favor, obviously. Uh, during the Second Continental Congress, Adams was chosen to be part of the committee that drafted the Declaration of Independence. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson were fierce political opponents, and they didn't agree on a whole lot of issues. But they were friends in later years and often wrote letters to each other. John Adams was one of the two presidents that signed the Declaration of the Independence. The other president was Thomas Jefferson. So that brings us up to president number three, Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was born in April 13, 1743, in Virginia. He served two terms, and he was also governor of Virginia. Jefferson attended college at Williams and Mary, uh, where he studied law and became the first American law professor. As a member of the Second Colony Congress, he would draft the Declaration of Independence. He was appointed Secretary of State by George Washington. Uh, Jefferson sold his library of over 6,000 books to the Library of Congress. They replaced books that were destroyed by the British during World, the War of 1812. One of Jefferson's greatest accomplishments was his involvement in the Louisiana Purchase, which almost doubled the size of the United States. Also, in 1807, 1807, the foreign slave trade was abolished by Thomas Jefferson. Keep that in mind. 1807, we abolished the slave trade. Didn't set them free specifically, but we stopped slave trading in 1807. <clears throat> Number four, James Madison, who was born March 16th, 1751, uh, in Virginia. He married Dolly Payne Todd. They had no children. Madison served two terms as president from 1809 to 1817. He also served as U.S. House Representative and as Secretary of State. Most of the U.S. Constitution was written by Madison, which created a strong federal government. 
George Clinton was chosen as Madison's vice president. And while Madison was in office, Francis Scott Key wrote the Star-Spangled Banner. Also, Louisiana and Indiana entered the Union while Madison was president. And Madison's nickname was Father of the Constitution. Very interesting. The next James on our hit list is James Monroe, who was our fifth president. He was born April 28, 1758, in Virginia. He was, among other things, Minister to France, a U.S. Senator, a Governor of Virginia, Secretary of State, Secretary of War, Aldrin's political clear, along with being the fifth president of the United States. Madison, Monroe, we're talking about Monroe, not Madison, we just talked about Madison. Monroe, James Monroe, dropped out of college. Uh, he was attending at William and Mary to join the Continental Army to fight in the American Revolution. Monroe crossed the Delaware with Washington and fought the Battle of Trenton. Monroe had no opponent for his election in the second term. The time was called the Era of Good Feelings. Era of Good Feelings. Wow, we thought that was the 60s when it was back in the eighteen early 1800s. Mississippi, Illinois, Alabama, Maine, Missouri joined the Union during James Monroe's presidency. The Missouri Compromise was a major development during Monroe's presidency. It allowed Missouri into the Union as a slave state and Maine as a free state. Daniel D. Tompkins served as vice president under James Monroe. President number six, John Quincy Adams, born July 11th, 1767. He was also a U.S. Senator, Minister to Russia, Minister to Great Britain, and Secretary of State. Adams served one term as president from 1825 to 1829. He won the election over Andrew Jackson. John C. Calhoun served as Quincy's at Quincy Adams, Vice President, John Quincy Adams' father, John Adams, was the second president of the United States. So they kind of got this Bush thing going on. Adams married Louisa Catherine Johnson. She is the only foreign-born first lady in the United States history. Well, that's up until President Trump got, you know, in. After serving as president, Adams then went back to the U.S. House of Representatives and served for 17 years. During his time, the U.S. Senate, Adams argued before the Supreme Court to free the slaves aboard the Amistad. And John Quincy Adams died February 23, 1848, suffering a stroke on the floor of the U.S. House of Representatives. He was buried in Quincy, Massachusetts. Andrew Jackson, born March 15, 1767, in South Carolina. 
He had joined the Continental Army at age 13 and was a messenger in the Revolutionary War. 1814, he was a major general of the army fighting in the War of 1812 and has seen as the hero after defeating the British in New Orleans January 8, 1815. Jackson would be our seventh president of the United States. In 1824, Jackson ran against Quincy Adams, Quincy, John Quincy Adams and lost. Jackson won the popular vote, but did not get enough electoral votes. The House declared the winner, and he ended up losing to Adams. So, this has happened before. It happened back in 1824, and it wasn't just 2017, 2016. So... Keep that in mind when you say it's just Trump that caused those problems. Andrew Jackson ran again in 1832 with Martin Van Buren as his running mate and won the election defeating Harry Clay. Jackson's nickname was Old Hickory for his, his roughness. Arkansas and Michigan joined the Union while Jackson served as president. Martin Van Buren, number eight, born December 5th, 1782. Martin Van Buren was the first president to be born a United States citizen. Keep in mind, up to this point, they were all born in America, but they were colonies of Britain to, the, to that point. Uh, he grew up speaking Dutch. Van Buren was the only president where English wasn't his first language. Van Buren married Hannah Hose, and they had five children together. So I think his wife, Hannah, although she had a funny last name, uh, I'm sure she wasn't a stripper or anything, even though that would be a great name for a stripper these days. Uh, Martin Van Buren was the eighth president, like we said. He was part of the Democratic Party. Uh, he also held the offices of Senator of New York, Governor of New York, Secretary of State. He was also Vice President to Andrew Jackson. Uh, William Henry Harrison defeated Martin Van Buren in the presidential election in 1840. And Richard Johnson served as vice president during Martin Van Buren's terms as president. Speaking of William Henry Harrison, William Henry Harrison would be our ninth president, and he was born the 9th of February, 1773, in Virginia. John Tyler served as his vice president. Uh, if you weren't keeping track, this makes him president number... I guess I wasn't keeping track. President number nine. Uh, he had six sons, four daughters. President Harrison came down with pneumonia, which he most likely contracted while giving his inaugural speech. He died April 4th, 1841, serving less than one term in office. Up until Ronald Reagan in 1980, Harrison was the oldest president to be elected. 
Harrison was the last president to be born before the Declaration of Independence was written. Harrison also served governors in Indiana, Territory, U.S. House Representatives, and U.S. Senator, and a minister to Columbia. Before his presidency, Harrison was mostly known for leading the U.S. soldiers against American Indians in the Battle of Tippecanoe in 1811. Harrison belonged to the Whig Party. He won the election in 1836, beating Democrat Martin Van Buren. John Tyler was born March 29, 1790 in Virginia. Tyler was the 10th president and served from 1841 to 1845. After the sudden death of President William Henry Harrison, Vice President Taylor took the oath of office in April 6, 1841, and became president. Tyler was the a Whig Party member as well, but was expelled from the group for vetoing several of their suggestions. Tyler attended the College of William & Mary. He graduated at the age of 17. He was also governor of Virginia. He was married twice and had fifth children between the two marriages. In 1842, the House of Representatives started their first impeachment attempt on the president after Tyler voted to, voted a, ter- vetoed, vetoed, not voted, but vetoed a tariff bill. So all it took me to do is to veto something and they go after you. So luckily, government got a little bit, you know, a little more relaxed and you had to really, you had to really do a good scandal to get, get, you know, impeached. Uh, Florida was admitted as the 27th State of the Union during Taylor's Tyler's last day of office. Uh, Tyler was a member of the Con- Confederate Congress who were in revolt against the United States during the Civil War. So obviously that was after he was president, but he did serve with the Confederacy during the Civil War era. Next one up is James Polk, the 11th 11th president, born November 2nd, 1795. George M. Dallas served as his vice president. Polk also served as governor of Tennessee, Speaker of the House, and U.S. House of Representatives during his political career. Uh, In the election of 1844, then-Democrat James Polk defeated Henry Clay of the Whig Party by promising to annex Texas. Annex Texas means we were going to take it from the Mexicans, suck it up and deal with it. We'll put a wall up later. Polk oversaw the opening of the U.S. Naval Academy, the Smithsonian Institution, and groundbreaking for the Washington Monument. James Polk promised to serve for only one term and did not run for re-election. The Oregon Territory was signed, no, Oregon Treaty was signed In 1846, Polk was president. This treaty stated that Washington and Oregon would be territories of the United States and Vancouver would belong to Great Britain. Texas, Iowa, Wisconsin all entered the Union during President Polk's terms from 1845 to 1848. Zachary Taylor, 
Zachary Taylor, born November 24th, 1784, in Virginia. He will be our 12th president. Millard Fillmore served as vice president under President Taylor. President Taylor served less than one year in office. He died of cholera on July 9th, 1850, at the age of 65. Taylor's nickname was Old Rough and Ready. Taylor was a two-star major general in the U.S. Army, was a member of the Whig Party, uh, other political achievements. Uh, during his presidency, short as it may have been, a uh, treaty was made between the U.S. and Great Britain, and Taylor was elected president solely due to his reputation as being a war hero. Millard Fillmore Millard 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 was born July 7th 1800 in New York Fillmore would be our 13th president served the U.S. House of Representatives was vice president under Zachary Taylor Millard Fillmore was sworn in as president of the United States when President Taylor suddenly died in of cholera in 1850. Uh, one of Fillmore's famous quotes is, an honorable defeat is better than a dishonorable victory. California entered the Union in 1850 while he was president. Was married twice. And his first wife died and then he remarried to a wealthy widow in 1858. Fillmore ran for president again in 1856 under the Know-Nothing Party. He lost to James Buchanan. The Whig Party was divided when Fillmore decided to support the F Fugitive Slave Act and is said to be the downfall of his political career. Franklin Pierce. Franklin Pierce would be our 14th president. Born November 23rd, 1804, in New Hampshire. Uh, he was also uh, a U.S. House representative and a U.S. Senator. William King served as his vice president. The Godsden Purchase in 1853 and the Kentucky-Nebraska Act of 1854 were major events that occurred while Pierce was in office. Pierce graduated fifth in his class from Bowdoin College in Maine. He was admitted to the bar in 1827. Uh, it doesn't say here specifically, but I'm assuming they mean the legal bar and not just a bar that happened to be at the Bowdoin College. Pierce was married to Jane Means Appleton. They had three sons together. Sadly, they all died before the age of 12. Pierce joined the military to fight the Mexican-American War in, from 1846 to 1848, held the rank of Brigadier General of the Volunteers. Pierce died October 8, 1869, at age 64. He was buried in Concord, New Hampshire. At this time, I'm going to take a quick break and let you hear about some news from Renee from Diversity Broadcasting, and we will be right back. Hi, my name is Vin Gleason. I'm the Director of Marketing for Biz Exposure. 
And my name is Renee, and I'm the CEO of Diversity Broadcasting Network. And we have partnered up with Biz Exposure to help lift your business off the ground. With over 31.8 million views to date, you can get your ad seen instantly. Our digital signage technology can drastically change and improve the way your company interacts and communicates with your customers. This allows you to deliver a personalized and instantly updatable message when and where is most effective for you, all the while reducing your costs and increasing your revenue. Join the ranks of many other growing businesses. Building a synergy between our advertisers, our hosts, and our team of representatives and resellers is our biggest priority. Contact me at vin at bizexposure.com or call me personally, 315-209-5044. Partner with us. Our partnership with local business owners like you is the foundation of our business model. We extend opportunities and power local businesses. All right, we're back, and now we're continuing with our countdown to the presidents. We are up to number 15. Any guesses who number 15 was? If you said James... Buchanan, you are correct. James was born April 23rd, 1791, and he would be our 15th president. He served one term from 57 to 61. That would be 1857 to 1861. During his political career, he was a representative of Pennsylvania in the House and in later in the Senate. He held office Secretary of State under President Polk. James Buchanan died age 77. He was buried in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Uh, he would be the only president never to marry. He was engaged, and she died before they were married. So that's very sad, very sad indeed. Uh, several states were entered into the Union under his presidency. Minnesota, Oregon, and Kansas, which Kansas and Oregon, I believe, were territories prior. James Buchanan began attending Dickinson College in 1807. He studied law. It was admitted to the bar, again, I'm assuming they mean legal bar, not just the bar at the college, in 1812. Uh, James Buchanan appointed Andrew Jackson to be the minister to Russia. Later on, he served minister of Great Britain for President Pierce. The Pony Express was established in 1860 while Buchanan was in office. Pony Express, that was kind of the forerunner to the U.S. mail service. Pony Express is the way that mail got from the east coast to the west coast and out to the west and uh, center of the united states and down to texas and up to montana and this was all done with young young men young boys riding horses uh, for long periods of time over long distances carrying the mail um, look it up google it pony express this was really a interesting endeavor to maintain communication across what was becoming a vast United States. Uh, president Buchanan was the last president to be born in the 18th century and is the only president that is from Pennsylvania. We're up to present number 16. In this one we should know. This is the second president in our President's Day celebration. This is Abraham Lincoln. Uh, and we'll, we'll, quote, we'll quote the old classics. He was born in a log cabin, February 12th, 1809, in Kentucky. Uh, again, he was 16th president. He married uh, Mary Todd. And she would keep that name, Mary Todd Lincoln. 
And that was on November 4th, 1842. They had four sons. Uh, all but one died before the age of 20. Lincoln was president for two terms. He de defeated Stephen Douglas and George McCullen. McKeelan. McKeelan. McLean. 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 M-C-C-L-E-L-L-A-N. He defeated both of them. Hannibal Hamlin and Andrew Johnson served as vice presidents. Lincoln was the first president to be assassinated. Isn't that a great distinction? He was shot by John Wilkes Booth while attending a play at Ford's Theater. We all know that. Uh, Lincoln stood six feet four inches tall, being probably one of the tallest presidents on record. Uh, just as a silly side note, we all see the pictures of Lincoln's stovepipe hat. Uh, Lincoln used to store notes, letters, and bills under that hat. Great place to carry them. Lincoln made currency standard by creating the national banking system with the National Banking Act of 1863. And Lincoln was the first president to have a beard. To have a beard. Think about that. Not a lot of our presidents had beards. Lincoln, and then Grant would be in there. But modern presidents just seem to be going with a clean-shaved look. But the carrying things in the stovepipe hat, that's pretty funny. <clears throat> Andrew Johnson would be our 17th president, born 20, December 29th, 1808, in North Carolina. Johnson would be Lincoln's vice president, who would assume office once he was assassinated. Uh, Johnson became president and finished out Lincoln's term. During that time, Alaska was purchased, and Nebraska would enter the Union during his presidency. Uh, at age 17, Johnson opened up his own tailor shop. Uh, Johnson served on the Tennessee House of Representatives for many years, and in 1841 would be elected to Tennessee State Senator. Uh, 13th and 14th Amendments were passed, freeing the slaves and extending their rights while Johnson was president. Johnson was almost impeached from office. The Senate decided to keep him as president, but only by one vote. So this impeaching thing was kind of the fun thing to do at the time. So Johnson almost got impeached as well. <clears throat> 18th president, Ulysses S. Grant. Born April 27th, 1822. Grant was a general for the United States Army during the Civil War. He was on the Union side. He was a four-star general for the Army. He was the 18th president. And his portrait can be found on a $50 bill. And I'm sure a lot of you knew that. It's not really big facts or trivia. Uh, besides serving two terms as president, Grant was the Supreme Commander-in-Chief of the Union Forces, and we talked about that. Uh, the state of Colorado entered the Union while Grant was in office. Grant attended West Point Academy, and there were five major scandals that occurred while Grant was in office. 
although he was very disliked, he was re-elected for another term. So five major scandals, why was in office, very disliked, and was re-elected for another term. Gee, who does that sound like? I'll give you a minute to think about that one. While you're thinking about that, here's some other things to be thinking about. The 19th president of the United States was Rutherford B. Hayes. Rutherford. There's a name you don't hear much anymore, Rutherford. Rutherford B. Hayes. And he was born October 4th, 1822 in Ohio. Uh, married a young lady named Lucy Ware Webb. Lucy's nickname was Lemonade Lucy since she banned alcohol at the White House. All right, I think I see where this is headed. Uh, Hayes developed a policy that would allow the canal Central America to be controlled by America and eventually be the creation of the what? Panama Canal. Panama Canal. Uh, for our listeners who don't know what Panama Canal is, yes, we did have control of it at one point. Uh, a lot of crazy things happened down in Panama in the 80s. Uh, Google it and find out. President Hayes was only elected for one term from 1877 to 1881. He also held, during his political career, uh, Governor of Ohio, as well as being a U.S. House of Representatives. Uh, Hayes graduated from Harvard Law School in 1845 and was then admitted to the bar. And like I said, we're assuming this was the legal bar, not the bar at Harvard. Uh, while serving in the Civil War, he was wounded several times. He rose to the rank of Major General of the Volunteers. So he had... Uh, he was in charge of the volunteers, the militia, so to speak, and was a major general. So uh, not so much uh, military proper, but he did fight in the war. Hayes opposed Samuel J. Tilden in 1877's election. Tilden won the popular vote and needed one more electoral vote to win. However, during the recount, some of the Democratic ballots were ruled invalid, allowing Hayes to win. Let me repeat that. 1877, some of the Democratic ballots were ruled invalid, allowing Hayes to win. Hmm. 1877, 1977, I see a lot of things had changed in a hundred years. Moving on. James Garfield, not to be confused with Garfield the cat, James Garfield was our fort. No, James Garfield was our twentieth president. Twentieth president. Um, he was only in for a short time. And accomplished very little. Garfield was the only president to be elected while he was still had active seat in the U.S. House of Representatives. President Garfield may have survived his gunshot wound if the doctors were more capable in working in a cleaner environment. So he was shot, assassinated. He was shot and uh, didn't survive the wound. Um, Alexander Graham Bell created a metal detector to try to find the bullet that was in the President Garfield's body. Unfortunately, the metal springs in the bed made the instrument malfunction. Isn't that just typical? Um, 
so obviously one of our more colorful presidents uh, wound up being assassinated and shot with a gun, and they couldn't find the bullet. That was very unfortunate. Charles Chester A. Arthur was born 4 October 1830 in Vermont. He succeeded President James Garfield after he died of a gunshot wound in 1881, finished out the term in 1885. Uh, Arthur's father didn't become an American citizen until years after his birth. This resulted in Arthur having dual citizenship in both America and Ireland. America and Ireland. Arthur was our 21st president to hold office. Uh, Arthur was given the oath of office twice, once in his home in Lexington Avenue and the other in Washington two days later. Uh, president Arthur secretly had a fatal kidney disease. It eventually was obvious to his peers that he wasn't well and wasn't nominated for president in 1884. Uh, before becoming president, Char Charles Chester A. Arthur worked as a lawyer. A lot of lawyers become president. That's scary. Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. President number 24. But he was also president number 22, which is the one we're talking about now. Two terms, not consecutive. Keep that in mind. Born March 18th, 1837. Uh, married Frances Folsom and had five children together. Cleveland also served as New York mayor, uh, mayor of Buffalo, New York. And was governor of New York as well. One of the major events that took place during Grover Cleveland's presidency was the dedication of the unit to the Statue of Liberty in 1886. The Presidential Succession Act was established in 1830 during Cleveland's term. Cleveland was a member of the Democratic Party. This was during his 22nd presidency. 23rd president. Benjamin Harrison, born August 20th, 1833, uh, in Ohio. He was a member of the Republican Party. Uh, L.P. Morton served as his vice president. Harrison de defeated Cleveland in 1889 election and served only one term from 1889 to 1893. Besides becoming president, Harrison, he also served as a U.S. senator. During his stay in the White House, electricity was installed in 1891, Montana, 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 Washington, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, Ohio, Idaho, not Ohio, but Idaho, all entered the United the Union while under Harrison's presidency. Benjamin Harrison's grandfather was William Henry Harrison, the name sounded familiar, who was the ninth president of the United States. Bum, 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 24th president. 
was Grover Cleveland. And we've already talked about him, so we're not going to talk about him again. Uh, again, two terms, two different times, gets listed twice. He's the man. William McKinley was born January 29th, 1843 in Ohio. Uh, he was elected as the 25th president. Garrett A. Hobart and Theodore Roosevelt served as vice presidents during McKinley's two terms. Besides becoming president, William McKinley also served as governor of Ohio and held a seat on the U.S. House of Representatives. McKinley was a Republican. President McKinley was shot twice by an assassin, Leon Sigolza. C-Z-O-L-G-O-S-Z. Lot of continents, not a lot of vowels. In Buffalo, New York, on September 6, 1901, he died eight days later from his wounds. Hawaii became a territory in the United States during McKinley's term. During McKinley's presidency, the United States was officially placed on the gold standard under the Gold Standard Act of 1900. Theodore Roosevelt, born October 27, 1858. He would become our 26th president. He was a Republican. His vice president was Charles Fairbanks. Roosevelt also served as Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Navy and Governor of New York prior to becoming president. Roosevelt was vice president when McKinley was assassinated. He became president and finished the term. He was reelected in 1904. During Roosevelt's presidency, the state of Oklahoma entered the Union. Let me correct something here. Hawaii became a territory. Didn't become a state. Hawaii became a territory under McKinley. And it was Oklahoma entered the Union in 1709. Uh, Roosevelt joined the Rough Riders to fight the Spanish Span to fight in the Spanish American War. He served from May to September of 1898. Theodore Roosevelt was the youngest to ever, youngest man ever to become president at age 42. William Howard Taft, born 15 September 1857 in Ohio. Uh, Taft would be our 27th president. He was a Republican as well. Uh, Taft also served as governor of the Philippines, Secretary of War, and Chief Justice of the United States. Taft defeated William J. Bryan in the 1909 elections, served one term as president from 1909 to 1913. Also states admitted to the Union during his presidency, New Mexico and Arizona. Taft attended Yale University, graduated second in his class, uh, went to the University of Cincinnati Law School, and was admitted to the bar in 1880 during the term as during his term the 16th amendment was passed which allowed for the collection of taxes so we have William Taft to thank for the collection of taxes back 
in the late 1800s because of the 16th Amendment. Thank you, Will. Woodrow Wilson. Woodrow Wilson, born December 28, 1956, in Virginia. Woodrow Wilson was the 28th, 28th President of the United States and was a member of the Democratic Party. Thomas R. Marshall served as his Vice President. Woodrow Wilson served two terms as President. He defeated Theodore Roosevelt in 1912 and Charles Evan Hughes in 1916. Wilson was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1919 for his work on the League of Nations. Wilson was elected as governor of New Jersey in 1911. He was elected president a year later. World War I began in 1914. Wilson kept America out of the war until 1917. A British ship carrying some American passengers was sunk by the German submarine. Thus, the U.S. declared war on Germany. Warren G. Harding would be our 29th president, 29th president, Warren G. Harding. And he was born November 2nd, 1865 in Ohio. Uh, he was a Republican. Calvin Coolidge served as his vice president. He defeated Democratic James Cox in 1921. Uh, Harding was president when World War II ended in 1921. Harding was elected... Uh, as we said, the 29th president, and his political career also covered the Ohio State Senate, lieutenant governor, and then became senator of the state of Ohio. Because of many scandals in that surrounded Harding's presidency, he was remembered as one of America's worst presidents. One of the largest scandals in his presidency was the Teapot Dome. The teapot dome. We'll have to look that up. I didn't have a chance to look that up in Jeff Maya, but he's down sick. So we'll look up and see what the teapot dome was all about. And we'll get back to you on that. But Harding, one of the worst. I think he just lost that title. Calvin Coolidge, born July 4th, 1872 in Vermont. He was elected as the 30th president and a Republican. Uh, Coolidge was president when Charles Lindbergh made his first transatlantic flight in 1927. Coolidge finished out President Harding's term after his death in 1923. He was then elected for a second term in 1924. Coolidge also served as Massachusetts State Senator, Massachusetts Lieutenant Governor, and was elected governor in 1919 prior to presidency. Under President Coolidge, term taxes were cut. Some of his laissez-faire policies contributed to the Great Depression. Coolidge then retreated to Northampton, Massachusetts. He later died on January 5th and buried in Plymouth, Vermont. Laissez-faire policies contributed to the Great Depression. There's something to keep in mind when we talk about things. Herbert Hoover, 
Number 31, born August 10, 1874, uh, was married to Lou Henry, and they had two children together. I'm assuming Lou was short for Louise or Louisa or something along those lines, but who knows. Herbert Hoover was a member of the Republican Party, defeated Alfred Smith in 1928, Charles Curtis served as the vice president. The Great Depression and the stock market crash in 1929 happened on Hoover's watch. Hoover did attend Stanford University in California. Republican. California University. Oh, how things have changed. He served as Secretary of Commerce for both Presidents Harding and Coolidge. Hoover was defeated in the election of 1913 by Franklin Roosevelt. F.D.R. Franklin Delano Roosevelt, born January 30th, 1882, was 32nd president. F.D.R. was married to Eleanor Roosevelt, who was the niece of Theodore Roosevelt, and they had five children together. Let me talk about that again. F.D.R. Franklin Delano Roosevelt married Eleanor Roosevelt, who was the niece of Theodore Roosevelt. They had five children together. Roosevelt also served as senator in New York. Roosevelt was a member of the Democratic Party. And Roosevelt served three full terms as president from 1833 to 1945. John Garner, Henry Wallace, and Harry Truman. Harry Truman served as his vice president. The Social Security system was created under FDR's presidency. The 21st Amendment, which overturned prohibition, was created when Roosevelt was in office. And President Roosevelt had the U.S. States enter World War II after the attack of Pearl Harbor. Harry Truman. Harry Truman was born May 8, 1884 in Missouri. He was elected 23rd president. Truman was a member of the Democratic Party. Elbin W. Barkley served as his vice president. Truman also served as vice president at one time under Franklin Delano Roosevelt. He also succeeded him as president of the United States in his death in 1945. To help the family make money, Truman helped his father with the family farm until he joined the National Guard and fought in World War I. After World War I, Truman opened a hat shop, which ended up failing in 1922. Stop. Stop it. A Democratic presidential person had a business that failed? I thought that was only the Republicans. Harry Truman made final decision to use the atomic bomb on Japan to speed up the end of World War II and Truman was president during the beginning of the Cold War and the Korean War. Things are beginning to move fast now. Dwight Eisenhower born October 14th, 1890 in Texas was a member of the Republican Party. Dwight Eisenhower married Marie Geneva Dowd. They had two children together. Richard Nixon would serve as his vice president. Uh, appointed by President Truman, Eisenhower served as Supreme Commander of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, NATO. The interstate highway system was created while Eisenhower was a president. 
Alaska and Hawaii entered the Union under Eisenhower's presidency. Uh, Eisenhower was made a five-star general for his contributions during World War II. After the war, he served as president of Columbian University. And Eisenhower attended West Point and then the Army War College. After he graduated, he joined General MacArthur's staff. Now we're coming up on names that you're probably going to know and recognize. The first one is going to be our 35th president, John F. Kennedy, born May 29th, 1917 in Massachusetts. Uh, Kennedy was brought up in a wealthy, distinguished family. His brother, Robert, was a U.S. Attorney General, and Edward had been Senator of Massachusetts since 1962. Kennedy married Jacqueline Bouvier and had four children together, John Caroline Arabella, who was stillborn, and Patrick died to a day at two days old. John F. Kennedy was the 35th president. Lyndon B. Johnson served as his vice president. Kennedy defeated Nixon in 1960's election. He served less than one term as president. John F. Kennedy was a member of the Democratic Party. Kennedy also served as both a senator and held a seat in the House of Representatives in the state of Massachusetts. The Berlin Wall was built while Kennedy was president in 1961. And JFK was assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. And we know that's not right now if you will listen to one of our broadcasts. While riding in motorcade in Dallas, Texas, November 22nd, 1963, he was 46 years old. So Kennedy, again, we're getting into one of the more modern presidents that we're used to hearing for, um, was not assassinated by Lee Harvey Oswald. It was, Oswald was framed, and again, Jeff and I talked about this uh, a few months back, uh, once a lot of these records were uh, unredacted and declassified. Uh, it was actually a CIA plot, and it was at the hands of the next person we're going to talk about, along with other people, to get Kennedy out of the way. So even though he was a Democrat, he had some very progressive, and I mean true progressive, ideas and things he wanted to do, and that just wasn't sitting right with the mainstream politics of the day. Lyndon B. Johnson. Kennedy's vice president and what some will say was if not the chief architect at least the one that drafted the blueprints to get Kennedy out of the way Johnson became our 36th president after the assassination of John F. Kennedy uh, Johnson's political career consisted of also being a senator from the great state of Texas and a member of the House of Representatives uh, President Johnson created Medicare and Medicaid and the Civil Rights Act and Voting Rights Act was passed under Johnson's administration which ended segregation and allowed African Americans the right to vote. So here's the funny thing about that. Johnson was a Democrat. Um, he uh, was president while these two things passed and they passed by a unanimous vote on Republican side and a unanimous negative vote on the Democrat side. So 100% of the Republicans voted for this. 
zero percent of the Democrats did to give Civil Rights Act a chance and the Voting Rights Act a chance. Um, during his first term as president, Johnson did not have a vice president, and Herbert Humphrey took the office of vice president during Johnson's second term. Both Martin Luther King and Robert Kennedy were assassinated during LBJ's term as president. Ha, huh, shocker there. And the Vietnam War escalated during Johnson's administration. America was divided, and the Vietnam War was a huge, huge issue in that day and age. Richard Nixon. Now, here's a name that probably a lot of people know. May not know a lot about the man, but they know the name. Born January 9th, 1913 in California. Uh, Nixon was a Republican. Nixon served as vice president under Eisenhower. He would be our 37th president. Uh, Spiro Agnew and Gerald Ford both served as vice presidents during Richard, Richard Nixon's terms in office. Nixon served less than two terms as president. He resigned during the second term due to the Watergate cover-up, Watergate scandal, Watergate whatever. And this was the, the, the scandal that uh, caused him to resign his office, that they, apparently there was some shenanigans with the election, some uh, dirty deeds done dirt cheap, and when word got out in the mainstream media, rather than Nixon letting it distract the country and being dragged in front of the Senate for impeachment proceedings, he resigned. But during Nixon's presidency, Armstrong did set foot on the moon, 1968, 9, 1969, and again, we can argue that one, but we know the moon landing did happen. And in 1971, the 26th Amendment was ratified, giving 18-year-olds the right to vote. The Vietnam War also ended under Nixon's term in office, and Nixon was able to open up relations with China and Russia, and more specifically China, Communist China, to open up that country's incredible market for us to uh, sell our goods. Um, there is a old Vulcan proverb that says only Nixon could go to China. Uh, that's a joke. If you watch the Star Trek movies, uh, Spock says that in all seriousness that there's an old Vulcan proverb that states only Nixon could go to China. So uh, watch it. Gerald Ford was vice president when Nixon resigned. Uh, he was born 14 of July in Nebraska. Uh, Ford was also a Republican. He was also in the Navy during World War II. He left the Navy after uh, the war to practice law. He would be our 38th president. Nelson Rockefeller would be his uh, vice president. Uh, Ford was never elected to office. He resigned after the resignation of Spiro Agnew. Uh, he took over as vice president for Nixon. Um, one, of the, one of the, I guess, perks of getting the job when your boss resigns is that Richard Nixon was given an unconditional pardon for his part in the Watergate scandal. So even though there was nothing ever criminally done, uh, in case anything was, uh, Richard Nixon was given an unconditional pardon for this. Uh, Jimmy Carter 
uh, would defeat Gerald Ford in the election of 1977. Uh, Gerald Ford served less than one term as president. Obviously, he took over from Nixon and then got defeated when it came time to run for re-election. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter. Probably one of the most active former presidents there is around. Um, born October 1, 1924 in Plains, Georgia. Uh, he was a member of the Democratic Party. He was our 39th president. Um, one of Carter's big campaign platforms, the fact that he pardoned Nixon, um, which he didn't feel that was right. Walter Mondale served as vice president. Another name lost to the obscure history. Um, Jimmy Carter was a governor in Georgia. Uh, Carter joined the Navy in 1946. He started nuclear physics and was chosen to serve as an engineer officer in one of the first atomic submarines. Uh, after the death of his father, Carter left the Navy and returned to Georgia to help on the family peanut farm. And in 2002, Carter was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize for helping forge an agreement with North Korea. North Korea, there's a name we haven't heard in a few few hours. Uh, Carter helped forge that agreement. Thank you very much for that, Jimmy. Also, some of the things uh, also happening during uh, President Carter's stay in office. Uh, we had all the issues in Iran and the embassy that was taken hostage and the embassy employees that were held for over a year uh, by the Iranian freedom fighters, I guess we'll call them. Uh, Ronald Reagan would soon become president, and he was born February 6, 1911. Um, Reagan was interesting. His, his background was... TV and movie. He, uh, before becoming president, he was a radio sports announcer for Major League Baseball, and he was an actor. He appeared in about 50 movies. Uh, he was the 40th president. Uh, Reagan's favorite candy was jelly beans. He always had a jar on his desk in the Oval Office. Uh, George H.W. Bush was vice president during Reagan's terms. Reagan was a member of the Republican Party. He also served as governor of California. Uh, in eight, 1981, there was an assassination attempt on President Reagan by John Hinckley Jr., filed several shots of president. One of the bullets actually hit him in the chest. Uh, John Hinckley Jr., here's a, here's a character. He would be probably shooting up schools today if uh, this was uh, not 1981, but 2018. Um, I believe Jody Foster telepathically told him to, to do it. One of Reagan's biggest accomplishments as president was to help break up the USR into individual states. Mr. Gorbachev, tear this wall down. The wall in Berlin, Germany, came down under under Reagan. Um, Reagan also has a lot of things attributed to him. Uh, the economic um, practice of Reaganomics, trickle-down economy, uh, by giving the rich more money, it would eventually trickle down to the poor. I don't know if that actually worked or not, but I will tell you, I will tell you in the 80s when Reagan was president, uh, I never had a problem finding work, and I always had money, and it was a good time to be alive, as it were. Our 41st president, 41st president, George Herbert 
Walker Bush, born June 12, 1924 in Massachusetts. Uh, he was a Republican as well. Uh, Dan Quayle was his, was, was his vice president um, while he was in office. Dan Quayle, let me tell you, he was, he was the original punching bag for the mainstream media. This guy couldn't do anything right. And even when they did, he'd find a way to ambush himself. Um, how do you spell potato? Potato. I've heard it both ways. I've seen it both ways. But apparently there's no E or there is an E in it or whatever. Bush defeated Michael Dukakis in the 1988 election and served one term as president. Uh, Bush was present when the Berlin Wind fell and the Soviet Union fell apart in 1990. Um... He was president, but Reagan brought that down. Uh, under Bush's order, troops were sent into Kuwait to help fight Iraq and Saddam Hussein, President Persian Gulf War. Uh, General Noriega in Panama was removed from power. And one of Bush's famous quotes was, Read my lips, no new taxes. Uh, and then he tur turns around and raises taxes. So, obviously, that would be the reason he never saw a second term in office. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Number 42. Again, getting into names that we recognize now. William Jefferson Clinton was born August 19th, 1946 in Arkansas. Uh, Bill Clinton was a Rhodes Scholar to Oxford University. One of Clinton's favorite things to do was to play saxophone. Um, Mary married Hillary Rodham Clinton and had one daughter, Chelsea. Uh, he was a Democrat. Al Gore was his vice president. Um, not only did he defeat George H.W. Bush, but he also defeated Ross Perot in 92 and 96 elections and served two terms as president. Clinton also served as secretary general, secretary attorney general, and as governor of Arkansas. Bill Clinton was president during two major terrorist attacks in the United States, the World Trade Center bombing and the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Uh, one was foreign terrorists. The other one was homegrown. And this is where homegrown terrorists got their start. Homegrown terrorists when the Oklahoma City bombing happened. There's a lot of other things we can go into with Clinton, uh, but I'll wait for Jeff to get here for that because uh, Jeff will have a good time with that. So at this point, we're about an hour into the show, maybe a little bit more, and we're going to break for some music, and I'll let that be a surprise that we're going to feature. This is one of the artists that are connected with Diversity Broadcasting Network, and that is the network we're on, diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. And when we come back, we will do our shot of the night. And I'll just see what that is, and we'll get started again here shortly. So sit back, enjoy the music, take a few moments, relax, and we'll be back shortly.
And that was Cadillac Time Bomb by Weston Simonis. And now on with the presidential countdown. Two terms with Clinton brings us to the new Bush regime. George W. George W. Bush, also known as W. D U B A W. Bubba Bush. George Walker Bush, born July 6, 1946. George Bush named, married Laura Welch. They had two twin daughters, Jenna and Barbara. Uh, Bush was a member of the Republican Party. He was our 43rd president. Dick Cheney served as his vice president for the two terms. Dick Cheney, another interesting character we could probably do a whole show on. Uh, Bush served also as governor of Texas uh, during Bush's presidency. September 11, 2001, terrorist attack in the World Trade Center in the Pentagon happened. George Bush defeated Al Gore in 2000. Uh, this was a major controversy due to the election. Uh, popular vote went to Al Gore, but Bush won by five electoral votes. The last time something like this happened was in 1888. Uh, in 2004, John Kerry was defeated by Bush and... A big thing on the election was how the next president would handle terrorism in the war in Iraq. Also, in 2004, uh, the Space Shuttle Columbia exploded upon takeoff. After this tragedy, Bush announced, Bush announced new plans for NASA and space exploration, which would include sending people to the moon again by 2018. We're in 2018. Uh, we're no closer to that happening, unfortunately. I'm sure a lot of other things took priority. Um like the war on terrorism that's cost us millions and trillions of dollars and the war on drugs, which has cost us billions and trillions of dollars and everything else that the federal government likes to spend money on. So maybe we'll get back to that, but maybe we'll look beyond the moon and take a closer look at fun places like Mars and beyond. That was President 43. We're coming up on President 44, nearing the end of our countdown. Barack Hussein Obama, born August 4th, 1961. That's not in dispute. However, Honolulu, Hawaii might be. Uh, I think there's still some people that say it was fake, and some people say it wasn't. Whether it was actual American citizen or not, at this point, it's kind of a moot. Um, President Obama was a member of the Democratic Party. He was the 43rd president. Uh, Joe Biden served as his vice president. Uh, Barack Obama was the first African-American president in the United States. Um, he defeated John McCain in 2008. And as well as the senator from New York and former first lady Hillary Rodham Clinton. Obama served three terms as senator in the state of Illinois. Three terms as senator, state of Illinois. Uh, that was his complete political background before he took office. Um, during President Obama's uh, term, the biggest oil spill in history happened in the Gulf of Mexico on April twentieth, two 2000. 10. Um, and again, we've done whole shows. Probably we'll do more shows to Barack Obama and what goes on and what goes on with that and his policies. Uh, we're not going to delve into that too much right now. 
so those, oh, and in case I have to mention it, I shouldn't, but our 45th president, Donald J. Trump, who has no real political background. He probably is Reagan-esque in that aspect uh, as far as being not liked in several scandals. He's very Ulysses S. Grant in that aspect. Um, so he's got some qualities of some of the better presidents, um, but probably not being viewed that way. Uh, and we talk about Don enough during different shows that we're not even going to discuss it during this part of it. But he is our 45th president at the moment. And we wish him the best in trying to keep the nation on track when all this crazy, crazy, crazy stuff is going on. Um, one of the things that just happened uh, this week is there has been another uh, shooting at a high school. Uh, in Florida this time, 17, I believe, are dead. Uh, the shooting suspect is in custody. And within minutes, within moments, within hours of the shooting, social media erupted in a frenzy of finger-pointing and blame and false stories and misleading stories and uh, stories that were just made up out of thin air and stories that are made up based on whatever data they seem to work and fit the narrative. Um, we're still waiting to get all the information. Um, we are seeing uh, stories that say that this is, you know, shooting number 18 since the start of 2018 and uh, that pretty much dominated the social media platforms for the last 24 hours. And come to find out, it's, it's not a false statement, um, but it's not exactly an accurate statement either uh, of mass school shootings. I believe the report in the paper was there's only been five the other ones were either uh, after school hours or some kind of police or security officer that was in the building anyways had an accidental discharge um, I think there's some suicides in there so it really didn't involve uh, the harming of other people but they were gun incidents on school property mm -hmm. that totaled up to the 18. Uh, but as far as mass school shootings, and I'm not belittling the number five, but it's a far lesser, far, far lesser number than 18. In fact, it's three times lesser than 18. Um, unfortunately, there has to be any at all. And this goes to, you know, we can say it back in my day, and I never thought I'd be using those words uh, to talk about things. But back in my day, this isn't how things were handled. This isn't how things were done. Um, and we're, we're going back to the, to the early eighties, late, late seventies, early, early eighties. So we're not going back that far in time. We're not saying, oh, back in 1946, we're saying back in 1980, 1979, 1981. Um, this isn't how you handled problems. This isn't how you handled disputes. This isn't how you handled, 
uh, being bullied. This isn't how you handle the loss of a girlfriend. Uh, this isn't how you handled being uh, kicked out of school or sent to detention. Uh, you didn't go and get a gun and go back and just randomly shoot other students that were in the building. Um, something's changed. <coughs> Excuse me. Something's changed. And you, you can't say... I mean, you can. You can say anything you want. But you really can't say it's the fact that we haven't taken care of the gun issues. Uh, there are hundreds of thousands of gun laws on the books. There are... There are, there's all kinds of education about guns and the proper use and proper care. There are more extensive background checks. There are more extensive laws. Um, it's just that, you know, it's, it's a criminal thing. Um, criminals aren't going to follow the law anyway, so I'm not sure what you think or what you hope is going to happen by putting more laws in the book. Just more laws criminals aren't going to follow. And... I get it. Nah, no one, no one needs a machine gun. Well, you know, do we do we need a machine gun? No. Uh, do we want a machine gun? Probably. If you've never shot uh, a firearm, um, there's something crazy fun about being at a range with a fully automatic weapon. And before the hate mail starts coming in. Um, again, I preference that with saying being at a range, a controlled situation with a fully automatic weapon, um, it's something everyone should experience before they jump on the bandwagon and say, this is, this is a horrible thing. No one, no one needs these. Well, no, no, no one needs them. Um, but people tend to want them and it's for reasons other than going to schools and shooting up other people. And there are other reasons to want them for other than that. So before you just blatantly say no one no one needs these, you're right. But people want them. And there's reasons, may not be good reasons, but it's the same reasons that people like to drink. It's the same reason that people like to drive fast. And it's the same reason people do things that are either on the line as far as legal or across the line as far as legal. And... No one else is making a big stink about it. So uh, we'll just leave it at that for right now. So what's changed? What's changed over the years? Um, I'm going to say several things have changed over the years. I know uh, there is a lack of discipline in children at a younger age. At the age where they are developing and having instilled upon them uh, morals and right and wrong and self-control and all these things um and i'm not saying i was perfect but i really didn't get into my rebellious years until i hit 17 18 19 and was on my way out of high school uh up to that point my parents kept a fairly firm firm grip on me and and what i was doing and how i was doing it i was a decent high school student um, I played sports in high school, different sports. I wrestled, I played lacrosse. Um, those were my two main sports and I studied. I was in the top 10, 12% of my graduating class as far as grades and academics. 
Um, but I will tell you that la- that senior year was rough. That was senior year. Uh, I discovered girls and cars and those kind of things. And uh, study kind of the last uh, 16 years of study, I had had my fill of it. So again, I didn't have a perfect perfect high school career, and my last year was a little rough and dicey. But I made it through, and I made it through without killing anyone. I made it through without killing myself. Um, and that's something to be said. And a lot of kids do. Almost all the kids did. Um, so something's changed. And what? And again, that's the discipline. Um, I'll tell you, we are we are a as a society. Uh, between social media and everything else, we are a culture of violence. And I will debate that with anyone. You can proclaim peace and love and brotherhood and this, that, and the other thing. Uh, But if you look around our culture as it stands today, uh, in the year uh, 2010 and above, 2000 and above, um, it's about violence is about uh not about talking about your problems not about articulating your points of view to get a point across it's a very caveman with modern weaponry uh the biggest stick will win the biggest stick will get the point across and uh unfortunately we we portray that to our children and allow our children to see that and 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 learn from it uh call of duty halo um, Resident Evil, um, almost any video game, Assassin's Creed, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, um, these are all very violent games, these evolve Mortal Kombat, let's go back and get into the 90s, Mortal Kombat, and, uh, you know, finish them, and the guy rips the spine out of the guy's other his opponent's back and uh, flawless victory and things like that we we have been conditioning our children for the last 20 25 years that violence is cool violence is fun violence is the way to do it and it's not a video game so no one really gets hurt you know we can be violent all we want no one really gets hurt except now our children translate that into the real world and they think this is how you handle problems this is how you go forward and it isn't so we've we've gotten a culture of violence and we've got a culture of me it's a me culture i I thought my generation was a me generation i'm a me person i like instant gratification i really i i can wait for things i i know how I, i have to work for things but i'm big on instant gratification and getting things done and getting things i want and and being happy instantly and not having to wait but anymore, our kids are, eh, you know what? I, we, we've, we've taught them that there are no losers, that everyone's a winner. Everyone gets a trophy. Everyone participates. Um, no one's allowed to pick on you. No one's allowed to point out your flaws. No one's allowed to make fun of you. Uh, if you are different, you are different, and that's a beautiful thing. You being different is a beautiful thing. And you shouldn't feel bad about being different. You should you should make no attempt whatsoever to try to fit in. It's about the individual. We're no longer a melting pot. And I think that's where part of our problem lies with immigration is that we're no longer a melting pot. We're a we're a smorgasbord. 
where you don't mix the pudding with the sushi with the chicken dumplings. Um, and it's led to problems because now instead of trying to get trying to fit in, and I'm not saying conform, I'm not saying everyone needs to be robots to conform, but instead of trying to fit in with society, it's okay to be outside society. It's okay. There's no problem with that now. You, you, you're not a freak. You're just special, and we need to embrace that speciality. Um, saw a great, great picture on social media. Social media is great. Saw a great pro picture on social media. Uh, kid had a, a like a banner poster, and he said whatever his name was, and that he was, he was non. He was non-binary. So please don't refer to him as he or she. He was a non-binary person. And again, I'm paraphrasing because I obviously didn't say that. But basically, he was non they were non-binary. And non-binary pronoun is neither he nor she. A non-binary pronoun is they. They. There's only one person there. And you got to refer to him as they. And I'm sure it's because it is insensitive. Like if you refer to this person as it and not he or she, they get offended. You have to refer to them as they because they neither identify as male or... I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you... Either you identify as a female or you identify as a male. Uh, if you were a female trapped in a male's body and you want to identify as female, then identify as female. Dress the part, whatever. Be a... We are no longer satisfied with the term transgender. We are no longer satisfied being transgender. We have to be non-binary. No matter what what we accept and give into, they always take it that one more step to make one more thing. And I get, I get, it's tough being a kid. I get it's tough being a kid. I was a kid. I grew up. I grew up a fat bastard. Let me tell you. Going up through uh, middle school and entering junior high school and into my first year of high school, I was a fat bastard. I was five and a half, maybe five feet, eight inches, and I was a chunky monkey. I was, I was Cartman. I was Cartman 100%. And... I liked sports. I played sports. When I was younger, I played sports. I started peewee football in 1975 when I was five years old. Five years old playing peewee football, which is unheard of now because kids get too injured. And I'm not sure how that happened, how I went from, in 75, it was safe, but in 85, it's not. I'm not sure what happened in those 10 years to make football so unsafe for a five-year-old. But let me tell you, organized sports, uh, exposure to a coach that, that, teaches values and principles and teamwork and things like that uh i played peewee football for five six seven years and then did some soccer and then by that time i was into high school in junior high and i was doing sports there um but i was big i was a big kid i was not tall big but i was wide big i had a lot of girth going on if you know what i mean and it wasn't until i got onto the jv wrestling team that I started to lose weight, and I lost a lot of weight, and I thinned down uh, to 
I think at one point I was about 5'8", and I was 170, 165. And uh, that's where I should have been. That's where I should have been. And uh, I actually had to, I actually had to gain weight to wrestle because I wrestled in a much higher weight class than my actual weight. But again, I was involved in sports. I was involved with a team. I had a coach. It was an extra extracurricular activity after school, and I wasn't popular. I wasn't popular anyway. I wasn't a jock. I didn't fit with the jocks. I didn't fit with the burnouts. Um, I didn't like. I didn't like a lot of my students. I really. The, my fellow students, they weren't my thing. I, I wrestled, I studied, I did my best to get grades, and I was actually holding down a part-time job and was working. And uh, a lot of my co, my fellow students weren't doing those things, and I really didn't, really didn't care. I didn't participate in a lot of things outside of sports and school studies, and it didn't matter. It didn't make me uh, antisocial. I just had my own thing going on. And I didn't go back to the school and shoot anyone up. And I didn't put up with a lot of guff. I didn't care. I didn't care. I didn't care. You don't like me, that's fine. That's your loss, not mine. And I went on about life. I didn't cry about it. I didn't start a protest about it. Uh, there was no social media at the time, so I couldn't post, you know, that my feelings were hurt for this, that, or the other reason. But, and like it, don't like it, agree with it, don't agree with it, bullying happens. You know, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And I got to say, some of the crap I put up with in high school, it's it's had a less than positive impact on me, but more of it's had a positive impact. It's, it's made me be better, do better. It made me develop a thicker skin so that I'm so not so easily offended, so I'm not curled up in a ball in the fetal position every time someone speaks to me and says something I don't like. Um, and we've taken that away from kids. Uh, participation trophies. You show up and you participate, you get a trophy. Uh, thank you for being here. You were number 22 out of 22, and here's your trophy. Go home. We didn't get trophies for that. You got trophies if you did well. There were, there were 23, 24 of us on a football team, and not everyone got a trophy. The ones that worked hard and showed improvement got a trophy. The team got a team trophy. But but this 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 belief that we have to make everyone feel included or or else it's not worth doing is, is nonsense. And you can make someone feel included without destroying the whole principle of uh, if you want rewards, you, you succeed and exceed expectations. And as I look at the time, we're about an hour and a half into the show. Uh, we're going to take a quick few-moment break while we get some uh, news from the Diversity Broadcasting Network and about some of the stuff they got going on. And then we'll be back to finish out the rest of the show. Stay tuned. Hi, my name is Vin Gleason. I'm the Director of Marketing for Biz Exposure. And my name is Renee, and I'm the CEO of Diversity Broadcasting Network. We have partnered up with Biz Exposure to help lift your business off the ground. With over 31.8 million views to date, you can get your ad seen instantly. Our digital signage technology can drastically change and improve the way your company interacts and communicates with your customers. This allows you to deliver a personalized, an instantly updatable message when and where is most effective for you. 
all the while reducing your costs and increasing your revenue. Join the ranks of many other growing businesses, Building a synergy between our advertisers, our hosts, and our team of representatives and resellers is our biggest priority. Contact me at vin at bizexposure.com or call me personally, 315-209-5044. Partner with us. Our partnership with local business owners like you is the foundation of our business model. We extend opportunities and power local businesses. And we're back. And if you want to know more about that, go to www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com and you can find out more about what they were talking about and we want to again thank Renee for the opportunity to be on her network and appreciate her putting up with us and tolerating us and giving us a chance to exercise our freedom of speech in a safe environment safe environment that's always a good thing to have is a safe environment so back to what we were talking about earlier uh, things about participation and participation trophies and everyone's a winner no one's a loser um what lessons does that teach what lessons does that teach that everyone wins no one loses it kind of takes one i think the uh the the thing you need the goal the the care on the stick to exceed and do better uh if there's no benefit to doing better why do i bother and I think a lot of kids take that attitude. Why do I bother? Uh, I'm going to get a participation trophy. And do I really need to do better to do that? Uh, do I really need to do better to get into a better college? Um, I'm going to get out of college and I'm just going to go work at McDonald's anyways. So why bother? And I think this is this is the mentality a lot of kids have. And again, we talked about the games and uh playing these games that are so violent and so violent oriented and you know it's how they it's how they take care of their problems they they shoot and kill and then hit the reset button well there's no reset button life in life newsflash spoiler alert life is not fair life is not fair please write this down life is not fair please record this and put it on a loop uh to play at night so this sinks in life is not fair no matter how many participation trophies you get no matter how much the people around you try to make you believe that you will always be a winner, life is not fair. Thing, unfair things happen, and there are things that are going to happen that are going to make you feel like a loser. And maybe you're not a loser, but you're going to lose at that thing in life. And you've got to be able to rebound from that and recover and learn from the mistake, learn from the loss, learn from the pain, and move forward. That's how life works. That's how you get stronger. That what does not kill you makes you stronger is not just some saying. It's it's something you should look at as a way to live. Because if you don't get stronger, you don't get better, you're always going to be the same. If there's no improvement, I don't know. It's, we're never going to be. We, we keep slipping, and this is all part of it. So... I say again, write it down, post it on the fridge, put it as a screensaver on your phone. Life is not fair. Participation trophies are a lie. They do not help, they hurt. It's not being honest. And when you're not honest with anyone, it's not beneficial. If you're not honest with your kids, 
they will never learn. If you're not honest with your friends, they will never learn. They will repeat mistakes. They will become offended when the truth finally gets them. When someone actually tells them the truth, they get offended or they get violent or they get whatever because a stranger is telling them the truth and their friends never did. So be a friend, tell the truth. Again, I don't know why we don't address things. I, I, and I'm, I'm not one advocating bullying. But if you're fat, I would hope that you know that you're fat. I would hope that you know there is a problem. And not to have your head buried in the sand saying, uh, it's a glandular condition. I'm big boned. Okay, If you're fat and don't want to be fat, do something about it. Change your diet. Change what you eat. Change how you eat. Look into how you can eat differently. Exercise. If you smell, and someone says, hey, you smell, they're probably not being mean as much as they're saying, hey, you smell, you need to look into that. No one's sitting with you because you smell. Why do you smell? Did you bathe? Did you not bathe? Do you only bathe once a week? Or do you bathe all the time? If you bathe all the time and you think you're keeping yourself clean and you still smell, there's something else going on. Get it looked into. Side story. Had a security officer working for me. Nice kid. Clean cut. Great guy. Nice guy. Always dress sharp. Always look sharp. But there were certain days he just stank. Stank. In a professional environment. And... Pulled him in the office, talked to him about it. It's a, it's a tough conversation, but you got to do it. And he's swarping down. He showered, blah, 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 blah. Okay, okay, we'll give benefit of the doubt. But a week later, still got the same problem. Pull him again. Hey, look, we'll call him Billy. Billy, what's going on? We talked about this. I showered, I showered, blah, blah. So then you have to ask deeper questions. Okay, you showered. Do you wear cologne? What kind of soap do you use? Well, yeah, I wear cologne. Really? What kind of cologne? I wear this. Do you wear it all the time? No, once in a while. Okay. Maybe the cologne's reacting with your body chemistry. That happens. Body's full of chemicals. They're biological chemicals, but they're full of chemicals. Sometimes they don't react well with, with certain colognes, certain scents, certain perfumes. And come to find out, the kid did shower. He was a clean kid. He wasn't dirty. But there were certain colognes he couldn't wear. And although they smelled okay to him, after they mixed with his body chemistry for a while, they stank and they need to be taken care of. Don't wear that cologne, okay? Have a conversation. If you smell, you smell. If you stink, you stink. If your hair's dirty, your hair's dirty. Get it clean, whatever the case is. Sometimes kids are being mean but maybe there's some truth in them being mean and you should take that to heart and say, you know what? I don't want to be made fun of anymore. I mean, sometimes ridicule is a great motivator. I don't want to be picked on anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be fat anymore. I don't want to smell anymore. What can I do to change that? I don't want to be lazy anymore. I don't want to be overweight because people pick on me. Then change. Exercise, eat differently, uh, whatever it takes, shower more, 
Change your cologne. Don't use cologne. You know? Um, instead of always looking at things as negative, although they may be negative, you need to look at them as positive. You need to walk away with a positive message. And not the participation message, but the message of, hey, I got to make some changes in my life to be a better person, to avoid this whole uh, I smell, I'm fat, I don't have friends kind of thing. You know? Maybe you're, maybe you're an asshole. And you don't realize that you're being an asshole because you think you're funny, but you're being an asshole. Hopefully your friends tell you, hey, you're an asshole. Um, if they don't, someone probably will. Take it take it to understand. And there's either say to yourself, yeah, he's right. I'm an asshole. I'm not going to change. Or no, you know what? I don't think I'm an asshole, but why do other people think that? You know, don't don't get a gun and go shoot them because they called you an asshole. Don't get a gun and go shoot them because they don't want to be your friend. You know, uh, take responsibility for what you're doing. Be responsible. And that's something else we haven't done. We don't, we don't teach responsibility. We don't teach personal responsibility. It's always someone else's fault. It's always someone else's uh, issue. It's never my issue. It just impacts me and it just makes me feel bad. Um, we've, we've gotten into that whole, I, I don't have to do that because it makes me feel bad. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm non-binary. I'm not a man or a woman. I don't know what you are. There's two sexes. It's male, female. Male, female. We are human. We are humans. We are humans. As a species, we are humans. It is male and female. Pick one, run with it. Pick one and run with it and go with it. If you want to be a woman, be a woman. If you want to be a man, be a man. If you're trapped in one body or the other, you need to get out, get something else, get that taken care of. Get that taken care of. They can do that now. And it just seems as soon as we get to the point that we accept the one thing, they find a new thing that just pushes the envelope a little bit further and a little bit further. And we're going to take, this is this is the slippery slope. This is the slippery slope. And I am not homophobic. I am not transgenderphobic. I am not anything like that. But I'm tired of there always being excuses, there's always being one more thing. One more thing that we now have to accept as being normal. And these things aren't normal. And we need to say these things aren't normal, but we can accept that we can live with it. Okay? And maybe in 100 years, 150 years, 200 years, we can look back and say, you know what? That's crazy. That should be normal because it's normal now. But it's not. Some of these things aren't normal, and they can be down the road but right now they're not but then we just keep looking to, to add to the list the latest is this whole I am a non male non-female I am a non-binary person and I'm not sure how that works um, I'm not sure how that works I guess if you don't have male or female parts, but we all do. I mean, if there's that that one oddity out there, if there's one that one mutation out there that doesn't have both parts, or at least one of the parts, then okay. But we need to quit saying everything's all right because everything isn't all right. There has to be there has to be limits. There has to be boundaries. 
because without boundaries, people do whatever they want and they think they can do whatever they want. And because they feel there's no boundaries, no one has boundaries. Why should they have boundaries? They're going to do what they want. And that's what happens. So, uh, as a person with no boundaries, I'm mad at the world. I'm mad at my girlfriend. I'm mad because I lost a fight to the guy who has my girlfriend now. Uh, I'm just going to go back and don't shoot the guy or the girl. I just shoot up 17 random students and people in a school. Um, again, no, no personal accountability. You know, I can see if you went back in and, and singled out one or two person, not that they can make it right. Please don't send the email saying, what were you talking about? But to just indiscriminately start killing people and not have specific people in mind that you want to kill is just utterly, utterly irresponsible. It's irresponsible to go back and kill someone for some stupid reason, but it's utterly irresponsible to kill someone for no reason at all or that you're mad at someone else. Um, Your right finger has gangrene, so you cut off your left finger and right hand to take care of it. Um, No, you just get rid of the part that has gangrene. You don't cut off all the other limbs just because you're pissed off because you got gangrene on one of your fingers. So, again, there's irresponsible and then there's utterly irresponsible. And it's a degree of difference, but it's still there. So, um, we need to be teaching personal responsibility. We need to be teaching discipline. We need to be saying no to people. No no to our children, saying no to our children and not just giving in every time they want something. Uh, we need to teach our children that there are winners and losers, that there are victors and non-victors. There are people that win and people that do not win. And that's, the score matters. The score matters. If, if you put up three touchdowns and the other team puts up two, the one with three touchdowns wins. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl and not the Patriots. And, um, you know, that's the way it is. They put up more touchdowns, they win. That's how life works. That's how life is. Life's not fair. Life's not fair to the Patriots because, you know, they lost. But they'll get over it. And they'll move on. And hopefully they'll come back stronger and maybe have a chance to win another Super Bowl. But if they don't, they don't. And that's their problem. Okay. But they didn't walk into the locker room after the game and start shooting up. Uh, the Eagles fans and the Eagles players, and you know they 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 lost, they lost, they got their lumps, um, they got their butts handed to them actually, and um, you know they move on to the next season. There's always tomorrow. Uh, a little orphan Annie would say, "There's always tomorrow," and uh, she should know because she had a rough life, she had a hard knock life. Little orphan Annie did, and uh, but she she found her daddy Warbucks, and uh, he made everything right for her. And there was always tomorrow, so there was no need to uh, end things today. So please, uh, as the debate still rages on about gun laws versus mental health laws versus whatever, um, understand the gun was a tool. And like any tool, it's only as good or bad as the person using it. Um, but we need to be taught. You can't, you can't give someone an arc welder and hope they know how to use it and then get pissed off when they don't um it's just not the way it works so uh some other things going on in the news uh let's see it is the middle of february again president's day weekend coming up 
uh, Monday. A lot of people will be off Monday coming up uh, for Washington and Lincoln's birthdays. Uh, enjoy the day. No banks, no federal buildings, I think, are open. So those things will be closed. No banks, no post office that day. So enjoy the day off if you have it off. Um, what else I see going on? Uh, just crazy stuff. And uh, even when liberals are being liberal, they're not being sensible. I heard, uh, read somewhere that a girl was suspended or reprimanded. Because when a boy, and again, I'm going to say little boy, this is probably like a sixth grader, sixth grade, I think it was sixth graders. So I'm going to say sixth grade, little boy, little boy, sixth grade, what makes you 11, 12 years old, asked a girl to the school dance, and she said no. And it hurt his feelings, and the school came down on the girl for saying no. Now, what kind of message is that? Um,. We are teaching our women to say no. We are trying to teach our men to understand that no means no, and they need to walk away from it. Um, so this little boy now thinks that because a woman says no, that's not what they really mean, or that isn't really how it is, and that he actually has a right to take her to a dance. And these are the ones that grow up to be serial rapists and wife beaters and things like that. And I'm not saying this kid's going to grow up that way, please. Again, do not send the email to us. Um, but think about what message that sends to not only the girl, but the boy who asked, was told no. And now because his feelings were hurt and he cried to someone, they went back and said the little girl was wrong for saying no. Um, if that's not just crazy, asinine, and unbelievable, I'm not, not sure, really not sure uh, what is. So... Um, Again, we, we send the wrong messages, and as soon as we give in a little ground to the liberal and the acceptance uh, of the left, they want to take more, and they want to do more. I'm not sure it comes after uh, I'm neither male nor female. Um, maybe I'm not human. I don't know. Maybe I'm alien. Well, we have, we have those. We have people that think they're aliens. We have white people that think they're black. We have white people that think they're Indians. Um, we have... Uh, adults that are are think they're children and want to be treated like children and whatever because you know we say it's right that they want to be identified as a four year old or a six year old uh, they want to be identified as a uh, Miramar cat or a rodent or something um, again take personal responsibility. You are not a 12-year-old. You are a 24, 42, 52-year-old. You are not a kitty cat. You are a human being. If you want to be a human being, then, you know, I don't know, become statistic in the gun violence and put yourself out of commission. Uh, apparently 61% of the gun violence is actually suicides, so take that message uh, to the bank or get help. Or get help. There's help out there. There's all kinds of help out there for people that have these issues. And, uh, you know, I, I get it. I get it. It's hurtful to say that's a mental health issue. Uh, but it might be a mental health issue. If you are 52 years old and up to a certain point you've been a functional 52-year-old and all of a sudden you want to identify yourself as a 4-year-old or a kitty cat or a piece of office furniture, um, please get that looked at and taken care of as soon as possible. 
So we are Let's Talk It All, and this is uh, a solo broadcast tonight with just me, Anvil. Uh, Jeff is off. He is not feeling well. And uh, I realize now that I really need Jeff to kind of bounce things off of, and he makes the show go just a little bit quicker uh, than me just talking for two hours. Um, we are on the Diversity Broadcasting Networks, and that's www.diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. Uh, we are on Friday nights at 9 p.m., uh, it is a two-hour show, so we go from 9 to 11. And you can catch our show rebroadcast on our website, which is www.letstalkitall.com. At the archives, and just go to the archives, uh, pull up 2018 now, and go to the month in question, and the show will be there. And just click on the thing that says click on the link, and the show will come up as a podcast. And... Uh, you can listen to the show there. We have all the shows since we started doing this back in June of 2017. And Jeff and I appreciate that you listen and uh, help us out and do these kind of things. Uh, we have some stuff coming up uh, in May and June uh, as far as uh, augments to the to the website and things like that. So we're looking forward to those happening. Uh, but right now, just stick with us and we're going that. Um Renee, Birds Diversity Broadcasting, thank you again for giving us the opportunity to have the show aired uh, on your on your uh, on your platform. Um, trying to think what else is going on. Uh, Trump's always in the news, so I'm not going to go down that road because I don't have that much time left. Um, oh, the uh, the uh, the X the X rocket, X spaceship, X rocket, whatever it is, by. Uh, uh, can't even think of the guy's name at the moment, uh, launched this past week. And apparently, and I don't know, it's, it, it costs, whatever it costs, he launches this rocket just to put one of his electric cars, one of his Tesla electric cars, into space. And um, again, I try not to, I try not to junk up too much on this, some of this nonsense, but apparently now they're debating whether this actually happened and whether the rocket actually made up into space, and if it actually launched into space a Tesla car, and um, the flat earthers are still at it, saying the Earth's flat, and they're actually the ones doing a lot of the debunking, saying that the uh, the footage can't be real, and the, this, the curvature of the Earth doesn't match uh, previous photos from NASA. So obviously NASA and this guy that built the Tesla, Tesla car aren't comparing their notes to get it straight and then I read someplace that he was actually sending the car to Mars which is crazy it actually looked like that scene from uh, the heavy metal uh, animated movie that was decades ago where the astronaut is in a uh, convertible vet and drops out of a spacecraft to land on earth and uh, kind of had that feel to where anyone that had seen that uh, if you're not sure what I'm talking about look up heavy metal animated movie and uh, you'll see the scene and it looks almost exactly like the tesla car scene uh, from outer space um but uh let's see let's see let's see let's see that's about it uh again weather breaking the weather we had snow we had snow last week we've got 56 degree weather this week so welcome to the northeast on that and i think that's all i got uh Again, thank you for listening. Uh, happy President's Day. 
Uh, Jeff and I will be back next week, hopefully together. And I'm not sure what the topic of conversation is going to be, but I'm sure it'll be something that is uh, interesting, if not to you, at least to us. And uh, we'll try to make it interesting to you as well. Uh, we're going to delve back into some of the more paranormal stuff. Uh, Bigfoot, Nessie, uh, Champ, ghosts, werewolves, vampires, UFOs, aliens, alien abductions, alien probing, uh, all that kind of fun stuff that really gets a good chuckle out of us. And obviously we'll delve into some of the politics that go on along with that. Um, but we thank you for listening and appreciate you being here with us on Fridays when we talk about these things. And if not, going to the website and listening to some of the rebroadcasts. I've listened to some of the rebroadcasts, and it's funny stuff. I mean, it was funny stuff when we were doing it, but it's funny stuff not to listen to it all over again. And, uh, again, you got to have a little bit of a sense of humor. You can't go into things all serious and all bent out of shape. And uh, you just got to take it for the fun that it is. Jeff and I try to keep an even even spin on things, uh, but obviously we lean a little bit to the right more than we lean a little bit to the left on uh, some issues. So uh, from Jeff, who's not here, and myself, uh, please have a good President's Weekend. And enjoy the Monday off if you have it off. And we look forward to you listening not only to us tonight, but listen to us in the future on Fridays, 9 o'clock, diversitybroadcastingnetwork.com. And we will see you then. Have a good night.